Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Unstoppable Overcomers and I'm your host Dorothy Odell for this evening. I would really like to give a shout out to tonight's sponsor. Uh, the first sponsor tonight is Be Oily with Bonnie. For all your doTERRA oil needs, give Bonnie a call at 519, or sorry, 810-414-0929 or go to www.beoilywithbonnie.com. Okay, I'm laughing because my good friend Trevor showed up for me at the like the ninth hour here. I lost, I lost sound. Oh, you lost sound? How about this one? Okay, well, while Trevor's getting sound, you got it? I think we're good now. Can you hear uh, me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, goodness. Yes, I can. I'm so sorry. I got uh, a little sidetracked ahead of it. But hey, Dorothy, happy Monday. How's it going? Happy Monday. You know what, friend? I am... I'm happy that you showed up. Uh, our guest, our original guest tonight got sick and was not able to join us. And so okay. I thought, you know, the coffee, the candid, conversa candid coffee conversations that we had a couple weeks ago went really well. So I thought, hmm. you know, let's, let's pivot and let's do it again tonight. So I'm not sure what we're going to talk about. Okay. Uh, did you, are you bringing more friends on with you? Uh, I haven't heard from them. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. And no, the truth is, no, I have been totally sidetracked by trying to catch up on some other stuff. So that's okay. totally, totally got lost because Brie was off last week. My co-founder, who you know well, also, um, she was off last week with a whole bunch of things on her plate. So we were just playing catch up a little bit today. So I apologize. I was a little, little that's overwhelmed. Okay. I got your text and I'm like, oh, yeah, that. That'd be great. We're live right now, right? We're live. Yeah, we're actually I live. I just jumped straight in. I've been working in the garden for like a couple hours because it's nice out today. So I I usually take my breaks in the middle of the day right. and then I just get up earlier. Um, So I'm sweaty, but it's great to see you. It's great to see you. And for those of you that are joining us, let us know where you're tuning in from. We would love to hear from you. And, you know, what? what is it that every, what's the top, hot topic that everybody's talking about nowadays? Anybody have any questions out there? You know, we're here for coffee. I drink my bubbly. Coffee right now for me is not great. I'm on the East Coast. Our friend Trevor's on the Pacific Coast. So he's drinking coffee. He's out there in California, nah, nah. Living, the, living the dream out there. Uh, so my friend, what exciting things have you got going on in the world of what you're up to? Uh, well, let me get this a little closer. And not make it squeak. Um, because I've been told my mics are not great. My headphones aren't great. My webcams aren't great. So I've been limping by mechanically lately. So if anybody has any recommendations in the audience about good mics to look at, uh, I like portability. That's probably like the most important thing to me. And I don't like this. It is way too much of a pain. Mm -hmm. I can deal with it. It's just gotta, it's gotta be good for outdoor. Cause I do a lot of work outside. It's my preferred place to be. Um, so if anybody has any recommendations, because that's what I'm doing today, and that's what I do once a week is just get my weekly studio set up in the garden. And it's my favorite thing to do. Really? Yeah, do you want to see it? I think I can pull up yeah. another cam view. Yeah, if you I, could show us, that would be great. If not, oh, well, look at that. And so you do your, your, your shows out there, right? Uh, I haven't been lately. I've been doing them from here in the shed 
because I've been having a lot of technical problems with my laptop. So I mentioned the mic, mentioned the webcam, which have been holding strong today. Very proud of my Logitech camera today. It's holding out. But my Asus computer, and I love my Asus, but my, my screen is not coming up. So I can only get my laptop visual via a second screen, ah. which means it's not very portable anymore. Right. It's, it's basically a desktop right now. So I need to get that repaired. Um, and then I can get back out to the garden because I really kind of need the mobile setup out there to have the, uh, I usually put the camera kind of where it is now. I mm -hmm. set up a couple more cameras in the garden and then I have, um, you know, my computer and the screens. It depends on how much work I'm doing out there, but right. I kind of set it up out there. Yeah. That's awesome. So if you're just tuning in for the first time tonight, we're just ha mm -hmm. simply having conversations about anything that you want to talk about. Uh, let us know where you're uh, tuning in from. That would be great in the comments. And just really, um, you know, if you have any questions on anything, we're here to support you. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. So in the comments, write anything that you would love us to talk about. Because, you know, Trevor and I combined here have over five years of experience in all things podcasting, live streaming, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so, yeah, we would, we're here for you. And yeah, I would say podcast is my second. I It's a, it's a second or third language. I love podcasts, um, but it's not my entire soul. Obviously, it's not yours either. Where do you, can I ask a question to you in the crowd? Where does podcasts fit into your mix? And do you look at your media as part of your revenue stream? Or do you look at it as part of your marketing stream? Because I tend to look at it as marketing, but I find a lot of folks that I talk with in the business, in like the newer business world, they're focused on using their media channel as their primary source of revenue. And in a that, lot of cases, as an independent creator, that is a pretty big uphill battle with the level of entertainment competition, you know? Absolutely. So, yeah, no, that's a great question. So I would have to say that it's for marketing purposes. However, uh, Trevor will come back, I'm sure. He'll, he'll be back. Uh, there you are. Uh, I use it for marketing purposes, but that is I am monetizing. And I'm in the process of, um, obviously I'm great at an interviewing. That's my passion. I love interviewing people. Um, so I am working on a project. Uh, so if you are a business owner and, um, being interviewed is something that you love, then let me know. Uh, cause I've got some new things hitting the, the screen this week. Mm. So, yeah. Um, are I you do... going to tell us or are you just going to tease us like that? That's rude. I'm having so many camera issues all of a sudden, by the way, so I'm going to try to fix those. But what are you trying to tease us about? Well, you know, because I, I'm, I'm seeing what people need. You know, a lot of, okay, so correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of business owners know that video is important. They know that being seen is something that is um, needed. Um, right. And yet a lot of people are afraid in front of getting in the camera, afraid in, of getting in front of the camera. Right. And then they get in front of the camera and then they have no idea what to say. Um, you know, if you've been to our YouTube channel, Unstoppable Overcomers, you see that there's over 400 and some odd videos over there of which 
uh, half of them are my shorts, meaning for the last three years, I've just been, you know, God gives me something on my mind. I go and talk about it. And it's usually a nine times out of 10, something that somebody needs to hear that day. Uh, and a lot of business owners don't like talking about themselves. They have no idea what to say. Uh, and so I'm here to help those business owners that are shy in front of being in the camera and helping them get the content they need to put out there for social media is what I am working on. So if you are one of those business owners that hates doing video, but no, you need to get your business out there, then message me. I would love to talk with you. <laughs> Carrie says she's one of those people. She was one of those people. See? And Carrie was actually on my show a couple weeks ago. So uh, definitely go to our YouTube channel and go check that out because I know that uh, that episode was a really good one as well. And so Trevor's back. <laughs> did that I answer your question? You. It did. Yeah, I apologize. I could hear you, That's but okay. um, my camera was, it just is what it, it is. is. Um, yeah, no, I, I got you. I'm picking up what you're laying down. That's an interesting, interesting approach. I think, uh, are you down for a little feedback? A little I'm brainstorming? For, yeah, sure. Let's do it. So I would say out of the gate, be cognizant of the actual like stats around that presumption and like maybe do a little market research first because the if your target market is local people but your primary data source is linkedin then i think you may have some uh you know like some indicators that are not meshing and that you'd want to be careful with so i guess one of my questions along those lines would be are you targeting local people to you local to your industry that you serve or like, what is your, I guess, what's your target for that service when you talk about business? Because there's a lot of business. Right. Yeah. And well, and I do the power half hour show, the unstoppable business owner. Right. So my, my field is the entire world. I've pretty much, you know, every business out there, although there's a lot of coaches lately, like, Coaching is right. gone well, off let's, the charts. It really <laughs> has. Let me let me try to narrow it down a little bit. Mm -hmm. If Johnson and Johnson came up to you, mm -hmm. like the you know who I'm talking about, oh, yeah. are you down to serve Johnson and Johnson? Is that like a contract that you'd be stoked to take on, or would you be like, nah, I think you probably should call some maybe higher end experts, and I could get you in touch with them. But like, I don't know <laughs> if I'm ready for that. Like, where on the scale are you, do you feel? Do you feel like you're I, ready for Johnson & Johnson? Let's say the small business owner. The small business okay. owner that is, um, you know, that really wants to be seen but is afraid to go after it. Johnson & Johnson, hey, if Johnson & Johnson called and said, hey, I want to be on your show, there's no way I would say no. However. Well, on your <laughs> show, yeah. But in terms of paying for a service? Yeah. Now, the small business owner, I think that, you know, the, would be the perfect, uh, the perfect person that, you know, doesn't have time to sit there and do everything and wear. But AI, that. you know, yeah. AI. Yeah. Well, AI. But, yeah. It's an interesting, there's, there's just so much going on right now in media 
So I would say keep doing your research because the media world is very deep. Um, and it's housed with people in YouTube that have been doing it for, sorry for the noise, have been doing it for like 10, 15 years. Like I have a cousin that does video. I don't know that she edits for people. So are you saying that you would edit for people or just give them guidance? No, we have a team that could do that. Okay. What's the turnaround time on a 15 minute video ish? Do you think ish? Like I would have my, to check with my, my people, but probably, I don't know, a couple days. I, I would have to, like I said, this is all beta, and I'm getting yeah. my team together. So, yeah. All right. That's going to be pretty wild. Mm -hmm. um, who's the first person you're going to call to ask for business? Do you have an idea? I'm working on that list right now. Yeah. Do you want to, let's brainstorm a list. <laughs> You're, we're really doing this on live, aren't we? This is crazy, but yeah, let's brainstorm. Well, I mean, let's do it. You're you're well, in my it. world, and I know, f factually speaking, mm -hmm. that you are. I don't know what the likelihood is uh, by percentage, but the likelihood that we'll carry through if we've told potentially a million people is significantly higher than if we just say it in private that's what i love about live is trying to find the balance to like make bets with each other because when we're in like the industries that we serve i think when we can make bets it really does serve each other a little bit because we're serving you i'm serving you but i also want you to like volley back because i think that makes us both better at what we do if we yeah, can man. find the right balance and i think um I think that it's just super fun to uh, invent business ideas. And I'm usually not because... the one put on the spot on my own show, but we'll go with it for tonight. How's that? Oh, well, you can flip it on me. Hit me. Let's <laughs> flip it to me, and then we can rotate back and forth. You want to do it? Since hosts be hosting. Host be hosting? I love that. Host be <laughs> host. So be you hosting. hit me. Hit me with a question. Hit you with a question? Everybody. Throw, so I'm a media, for anybody that doesn't know me, my name is Trevor. I co-founded a media company with Brie Campano. She's a badass. Uh, can I curse? Yes, go ahead. Okay, cool. I'll try to keep it at a minimum, but she's a <laughs> badass. Um, and I do that with her. We develop creators where we work alongside them to develop ideally just a lot of, a lot of output. Like, I think that's pretty much what we focus on is not necessarily overthinking it, not necessarily over editing it, not necessarily like we do things like that as we get better at them and as we have time. But we focus first and foremost on creation um, or at least try to. And then on top of that, we focus on serving everybody that we create with very well. And we do a lot of collaboration work. We really thrive on not having competitors because we just try not to position ourselves that way. So we're a new media company and we just don't want to piss everybody off. We just want to contribute. We have a streaming app that's pretty cool. Um, Carrie wants to know what account. you mean by output. Oh, what you mean? Oh, um, when I say output, I would say creative output or creator output. So for me, I have a lot of creative output. Like, it's just where I have fun. The garden is creative output for me. I write a lot of business planning. I write a lot of programmatic planning. I write out coursework all the time. Like, I just, 
my head is in so many different areas. Um, so when I'm talking about creative output, that's what I'm talking about is like whatever your contribution is to what you're trying to do. You know, yeah. uh, are you a hands-on creator? Hands-on, what do you mean? Like, Give do you like create example. stuff? Do you, so like for me, the garden, I love to be in the garden and stick my hands in dirt. Like I've told you that I grew up on a farm. So dirt is, dirt under my fingernails truly makes me feel better. Like if I have to use a toothbrush to get dirt out from under my nails, I feel good. That's a creative outlet for me. And it also is like the most meditative thing ever. And it's almost replaced counseling for me. <laughs> almost, almost. Oh, shit, that's good. <laughs> it's amazing. I love it. But do you have like a tangible output? And that would be a question for Carrie too, is what is the thing that you produce with your hand that balances the thing you produce with your brain? Oh, that's a good one. So I'm also an, a two, uh, maybe like a four-time author now. Uh, so I am creative in the writing process. So I love, and actually, it's funny because I haven't written anything in a while. Um, so that's really maybe why. Um, see, Carrie says that's how she feels about writing. Um, you know, and I do have a blog. Um, and it's been a little bit since I wrote in that as well, because most of my time is focused on my shows, right? And so creating content for my shows, getting people, you know, to know about them, uh, sending people to different, the different outlets that we do have, because we don't just do it live. We, we also have our podcast and we also are on Roku. Uh, so, you know, getting, and then, you know, when you have two different shows, you're also pre-interviewing people uh, to come on to the show. And so I'm a one woman show, one woman show at the moment, um, getting a team together to help facilitate all that. So I, I love being creative in the fact of like writing and things like that. As for hands, I like working outside, but I just, I don't know. Does that answer? Yeah. Carrie I mean, there's not a, not a, I have dedicated time for writing. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's the only way to do it. And it's got to, it's got to, um, for me, I've been very dumb to do it the way I've done it. Like I've approached my life very different in the past year in terms of how I work with myself. Um, being diagnosed with ADHD like a year and a half ago. And I had to relearn how to do everything in my life at the same time that I was also transitioning into being an entrepreneur for the first time. So as I journeyed down that ADHD pathway and getting treatment for it, I definitely wrote some checks that I couldn't cash is how I like to put it because Adderall made me very brave. <laughs> So, so after I came down with not having Adderall anymore and transitioning to some other more sustainable options, it was like, oh man, I created a monster. And I, I often, and I want to give you a chance to hit me with something. What do you want to know about what I do? Because I think a lot of people have probably no idea. Well, when you say you help people be content creators, like, what do you mean by that? Like, do you help them start like a show? Do you help? What, what do you help them with? Like, yeah. So it, I mean, uh, probably the best way to say that is to give a couple examples, if that's okay. So one would yeah. be Venus. Um, Venus is somebody we constantly push. If you type in who is Venus, I'll put it in the, in the chat. Who is V3 
N-U-S. She has like a V3 thing going on. Uh, and I, Venus is amazing. We found her early in her like kind of launching into the music industry. And now she's trying to transition from being a full-time teacher to a full-time musician, which is huge, you know, because she's basically has not made money from music until now when she's transitioning. So she's got a lot of confidence and it's paying off because she's getting picked up and she's getting noticed and we're doing exciting things with her and having these great brainstorming sessions and we help execute some things. It's tough because all new creators are broke like we are. You know what I mean? Like, So people don't have a ton of money. So you, you do have to find some balance. Thank you. You have to find some balance with everybody you work with. But with Venus, it's we try to give it everything we can, whether it's graphics or setting her up interviews. Um, we hosted... Um, we hosted two pre-launch events before her last song released. So she has a new song called Moscato, like the wine. And it's a really it's a cool tune. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's like a really light and fluffy June, July kind of song. It, so it, it comes out at a good time. Um, so that worked out. And so she's been promoting the heck out of the Moscato thing. We've been making brand partners with like she really inspired this. So I want to give credit where it's due, but partnering her song release with a winery or with a coffee brand or with something that had some sort of connection to the song title. So it was an easy match. So the song has got nothing. It's got very little to do with wine. It's got to do with love and stuff like that. Um, but it's a very approachable song. So like I said, uh, she did a couple pre-launch events. She had her friends over, and they talked about love. Like it was this table of, um, I think it was about eight of her friends, like close friends. And this was like a us brainstorm moment. Like we had this great conversation and out popped this idea of having her friends all over. And I don't remember who came up with it, but it was like this brilliant moment because she was immediately excited. And when you see a creator who's that excited about something, you know that it's gonna be an easy lift on my part, which is great. Um, because as a facilitator of that creative output, which is what I kind of consider my role is helping people take it from idea to reality in some fashion and just taking it forward, you know, like we don't always need to have a million downloads. We just need to take it forward. So to get somebody to that moment is really fun. And that's really what we focus on, but it is different for a lot of people. A lot of it starts out with like podcasts. People want to start with a podcast type of show. Like this is a comfortable, easy setting. Most people don't want to have second and third cameras and fancy mics. And that's why I play around with so many different looks because I want to make it more accessible to regular creators. Like that's a self, a backup cracked cell phone that I switched the camera to before. And it's just like utilizing cheap tools to try to get more creatively like good output. Um, So that's what I try to do is really push myself and push the people around me to just be more creative <laughs> and and get it done like don't <laughs> make decisions and execute those decisions and if you have to adjust because they're so good and you want to make them better then do it and if not then you just keep going it's the the only upside of being an entrepreneur is having complete control over the decisions you make absolutely it's so empowering absolutely so if you're just tuning in, let us know where you're tuning in from, for sure. We would love to to hear from you. And any questions you may have about, you know, creative content or anything like that or 
anything to do with podcasting because I that's well it sounds like that's where we're going tonight so yeah uh, so if you have any questions regarding that then, then let us know because uh, Trevor is like an amazing uh, creator and uh, he as you can see he's an he loves his garden out there and uh, what I'm gonna do since Trevor is off camera. I'm going to go to our second sponsor for tonight's show. And uh, it is sponsored by the Leffa Coach, an innovative entrepreneurial venture cap partner capital that will take your income and self-expression to the next level. With established five-part, five-pillar methodology, the Leffa Coach can help you build a solid foundation for success and expand to your full potential. As a venture growth coach, the Leffa Coach is dedicated to partnering with you and your established business to help you grow your, your income and achieve your goals. Whether you're an entrepreneur or a professional looking to take your career to the next level, the Leffa Coach can help you provide with the support, guidance, and resources you need to succeed. If you're ready to unlock your full potential and achieve your dreams, then schedule a free 30 minute inquiry call today. Trust me as a client who's experienced his growth intervent interventions already, you won't regret it. And I'm going to put uh, Christian's information in the chat uh, for that three free 30 minute consultation. And so, yeah, we'll bring Trevor back here. Nice. I was going to try to go off to the other camera, but it, it Oh. Kind of shut down in the interim since I had looked last. My apologies. I was going to try to be fancy, and I had my my uh, headphones were going to be my microphone, and I was going to go do my thing. But I, I like, I want to share something and get your opinion on it, and then toss it All back right. to you um, to grill me. I want to get a heater from you. I want you to toss your heaters to me tonight, um, right. whatever time we have. I, I like the power hour vibes where you just throw heaters. I have been trying to integrate legs into my video more. Okay. And I don't mean in like a, I'm wearing short skirts kind of way. I just right. mean in the sense that you can see that I have more body than just here up or here up. Mm -hmm. And I've just been experimenting because a, I do follow Jimmy Donaldson, the beast a lot. So I listen, I try to listen to his advice for, like with the hope that someday he'll quiz me, you know, like Trevor, what have you learned from me? Otherwise I won't work with you. Like, I just want to collab with Mr. Beast, you know, just once that's all it would take. I was going to say, uh, how did your meeting go? Or can what? you talk about it on air? Mr. Beast. What meeting? Oh, so we don't work directly with his people. We work in groups with his people. So we joined this organization called, uh, well, to be honest, I don't remember what it's called. They just changed the name to make it official. But it's a 501c3 dedicated to getting more, I guess, worker rights for creators like ourselves. Oh. So and creating um, like different ways to have insurance and collective bargaining and different things like that. Kind of like the SAG, what the writers were doing there for Hollywood, but right. for creators, for regular people like us more so. Um, so. I joined this group and it just so happened that it was a group that managed a lot of Mr. Beast's content. And of course, like you can't see his content, understand his story, understand his impact on the industry that is media. Mm -hmm. And then also not want to try to be more in their world. So as soon as I saw that I had already been trying to find reasons to work with them. I had mess. I DM'd his hiring manager 
just to say hi. It must be so cool to work for Jimmy. Like, would you ever want to be on a podcast with me or collab with me? And I asked this, I'm telling you, Dorothy, in like the first four months that we even had a media company. And she responded and it was like, I would love to talk to you, but I don't know what we would collab on right now. And I was like, that's fair. So I let it be for then. But I was like, if I can get that close to a guy like that, like there is really some some barriers that are artificial if you're genuine. But you do have to be genuine. You do have to work your butt off to impress someone like that and to have perspectives mm -hmm. that are bold and to say things that are scary in front of other people. Like this is a very scary thing that I do these days, mm -hmm. um, I feel like. But yeah, I've we've gotten really close. I think that there's a very, very good chance that at some point that we will get to meet someone from his team. Like, I don't know if it'll be him, but I feel very confident. We've had DMS with multiple of his staff, just like friendly low key exchanges. I tag them and stuff all the time because that's what they do. You know? Mm -hmm. So I want to just, I want to be stereotypical in that way. Right. Um, but yeah, the, the Mr. Beast thing is, definitely an example of holding out for the right opportunity because a person like that doesn't want to sell out and it's really hard <laughs> when you're a new entrepreneur to not sell out <laughs> yes and you know i i get that and you know i love the fact that you just went for it because i think a lot of us are get so wrapped up in our heads and refused to go for the big thing. And for, um, I, I had a veteran series that I did and I really, I was approaching executive producers of dis of discovery. Like I, I did a pitch deck. I did all of that and I had it ready. And, um, I actually had an executive producer that owns a media company in uh, Texas say that he would, not Texas, Florida, I mean, and he was going to bring my pitch to, um, out to LA. They were, they were pitching there because they had a bunch of movies that they were pitching themselves. And he says, give me your pitch and I'll pitch it with mine. Um, and now I haven't heard back from him since, but he said he was going to pitch it alongside his. So, you know, because if, yeah. if he got talking with somebody and said, okay, well, you know, I don't like this, this, or this, but, then he could just slide mine in, right? If, if, if that mm -hmm. would benefit, right? So I think being in um, and talking to different people like that, you never know where it's going to go and it might not go anywhere right away. Um, but I love the fact that you took the initiative and, and went for <laughs> Mr. Beast. That's awesome. <laughs> and Carrie says she likes the idea of showing all of you instead of chest up. Yeah, I, I do. Like right now I have to do this and I kind of don't want to, but I've also been doing a ton of administrative and graphics and stuff where you just have to be sitting down. But as I transition next month, like in the coming days and weeks, I will be doing a lot more of this. Mm -hmm. And so I am dead set on getting set up outside permanently. Um, and it's for that reason. It's because that's, you know, what would Jimmy do? And Jimmy would say, do the thing that you're passionate about first and foremost, do it your way but also do it better. You have to do it better than other people. You have to push yourself to make it better every time. You gotta have a better camera angle. You gotta have a more clear audio. You gotta have a more appealing looking setup. You know, like you gotta have all the, like I hear not just him, but like entrepreneurs that have been in my life before about trying to get all the little, the stupid little stuff. Mm -hmm. So that when you do have that chance, you're ready to set up in the best possible format. Um, 
just like the biggest tip I could ever give a creator is always be ready to create. It's so annoying, but it's just the truth. Do you do a whole lot of like on the on the fly stuff, or do you do mostly sit down stuff? Like, do you do a lot of standing or at all? I okay, so uh, <laughs> I do a lot of walking videos. So I think best when I'm walking. Yes. And I know this now. You remind me. <laughs> I do that. And I know a lot of my veterans can't stand that because of the motion sickness and, and stuff like that. Um, but I I a lot of my people will like if I if they haven't seen one of my walking videos, will say to me, Hey, what's going on? Like, are you okay? Um, and I haven't actually done a lot of them lately because I've been so focusing on other stuff, but like and I also, I wait till I have something good to say, like, instead of just opening my mouth and letting shit fly out, I make sure that it's positive, number one, and number two, you know, something that people want to hear or that can relate to. Yeah, no doubt. Um, On that note, since I don't really know, like I tune in when I can, the truth is I make so much content myself and I do so much business development when I'm not on screen like in these early stages is there's a very limited scope that I take in during like really stressful periods. And when I'm trying to be very creative, I listen to the same songs every day. I do the same routine at almost the exact same time on repeat, because I know I need to give all my energy to someone like you um, when I meet up with you. Uh, how do you, how do you break that energy up with where you are in your business and how are you like trying to get to the next part of it? Like, how are you trying to leapfrog? I want to trade stories. Is that okay? So I, I would like to exchange stories well, about what we're trying to do. So yeah. I want to hear yours and then we'll just flip it back because I think it'd be cool to compare notes on how we're hoping to scale ourselves. Right. So to keep my energy. Okay. So I also have a full-time job on top of all that I do. So that does up a lot of my energy. And so I have very limited hours to work with within the week, right? Uh, outside of my nine to five. So I get up, well, generally at four o'clock in the morning and I have my meditation time and I have my gratitude, um, because I think that's important. And I'm also right now in taking this, this year, I'm also doing a course of miracles. So I, I read my, my lesson for the day, my meditation and, and things like that and do some affirmations because I need to keep this right. Um, and I notice that if I don't do my daily routine, then if I get too much into my head, it's no good for anybody. And I'm like a hamster wheel. Yeah. Uh, and Oh, go ahead. No, I was just agreeing. Just uh, second that 100%. Yeah. And so if I get in my head, I know I'm in trouble. Um, and if there are days that I can't help it. So I do have a, a, my tribe around me that if I get into that mode, I call one of them immediately and I say, hey, do you have like 10, 15 minutes to clear me? Um, because I, I need that. If I get to a certain point, I need to talk it out and I need to talk with somebody um, like right away. Uh, or if no one's available, I've, okay. So this may be stupid, but I don't care. TikTok videos have gotten me out of more funks than anything. And what I mean by that, like, I like the dancing ones. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't, 
I don't know what this new sensation with this Matt Rife, Rifle or whatever his name is. He's a new comedian. Uh, well, new apparently. Uh, I, and everybody was just like, who is this Matt guy? I've never heard of him. So I, I went on to TikTok. 14 million followers. This guy has 14 million followers. This guy is like, <laughs> I spent, I spent, oh my gosh, like an hour the other day just listening to one video after the other. I was laughing my ass off so bad that <laughs> I thought for sure somebody was going to hear me. Um, but you know, that's what I had to do. So I, if, uh, if I'm in that kind of a funk and of course you got to keep your energy up because being an entrepreneur is like, you just got to do it. You're like you're, your one man show. Uh, and I will stop at nothing to make sure that my energy is high. Uh, so yeah, watching, watching stupid, funny videos is what really gets me into the mood and listening to music like, Oh, survivor's eye of the tiger. Talk about it talk about it like if if i really yeah if i know that i need to get my energy up it's eye of the tiger all the way uh thank you survivor for for doing that song um and yeah so that's what i do to to keep me in my in my downtime when i'm just you know going to the next thing not in my creative or not talking to clients or things like that that's what i do i uh and audiobooks. Oh my gosh. Okay. So highly, highly, highly recommend, especially if you're a female guys, you might get something out of this, but this is mostly for women. We should all be millionaires by what is her name here? Rachel Rogers. It is a must, a must in your audiobooks. has to be like, seriously, she is well, if you don't want to be a millionaire, then that's fine. Don't listen to it. But if you really want to be a millionaire, you got to listen to that book. So, yeah. I just drop that in chat so you can uh, throw that oh. in the public comments because oh, I can't. Thank you. So I just I wanted to give a little shout out to um, to the people. There we go. Uh, so, sound, this is from cool. Trevor. Yeah. Oh yeah, I probably should have labeled it. My bad. Um, but that's the that's to the link to the folks that you were talking about yeah. that we should all be millionaires or whatnot. So that's yeah. great. I'm glad to see that there's like some really it looks like really deep and good content out there. What is "Don't Bring Me Down" by Elo? Is that a song? That I think that's Carrie's song that she listens to when. Okay, uh, I gotta ch I gotta check it out then. So she says she's got to laugh. Yes. Yeah, no doubt. And it's funny because I, and this is something that I never thought of. My business partner listens to, um, listens to, what does she listen? I think it's comedy. I don't know who she listens to, but this is something that I just learned about recently from her that, yeah. Or she'll watch some kind of movie or something, inspirational movie in the middle I of the day. Oh, in the middle. I have done that in the past. I don't as much in the current iteration of who I am. There's also not much content that I want to watch that I haven't watched currently. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't I, I watch a lot of cartoons, honestly, a lot of funny cartoons like Rick and Morty is probably my favorite right now. I've watched the whole series probably three or four times. Um not necessarily because it's funny, although it gets funnier as it ages on you because you expect the punchlines and then they do it. You're like, oh, yeah. 
<laughs> um, but I like the mind expansion that Rick and Morty forces me to have because do you know the show Rick and Morty? No. No. Okay. Rick and Morty is written by a guy named Dan Harmon who wrote a couple of shows prior and he's had very culty success, but he's seems like a really smart, cool guy. He's like bearded. Looks like your typical creative, but they have the, the whole premise of the show or the main premise of the show. I guess the vehicle of the message in the show <laughs> is a laser is like a laser gun kind of thing that right. shoots a teleporting like black hole. So right. it's a, you can teleport through time and space, all of the above. So, and it can go different universes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So there's no limitations on where this little, looks like a taser, this little taser can take you. And so if you take a little taser and imagine you're a cartoon, so you no longer have the physical boundaries that we have, you just have your voice and your mind and you have this little taser and you shoot the taser at a wall and it can take you to any time in space, history, universes that you think exist and maybe don't, universes that are only in your mind, your favorite cartoon from when you were a kid, wherever you want, it can take you there. And so the, the creative opportunity is, in my opinion, limitless. Mm -hmm. And it, when I realized that, it totally changed my concept of what can be accomplished on any screen through media, but most specifically when you can force people to detach from the character just enough. You know, because they look like people in the show, but they're kind of angly and they have weird colored skin. There's like enough to distinguish that it's a cartoon kind of like South Park. They do that uh, by making them kids. They make you disassociate from, like if it was an adult that said some of the stuff, and if the if the uh, animation was not so trashy, you'd be so offended by that show. Mm -hmm. But instead we laugh at it. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Okay, so here here's my big thing. The reason why I started my podcast was A, to give people a platform that everyday people that have a platform to share their story, right? In, mm -hmm. in some instances, things can be very lonely. You know, like when you're, when you're going through half the crap I've been through, there were moments that it was so, I felt so alone that it was like, wow. Right. So I figured if mm -hmm. I'm feeling and in really talk, uh, getting my book out there, but the first one and, and things like that, I came across all these people that were having the same thing. And that's why I thought, well, why not make a platform and, and let everybody have their 15 minutes of fame. So mm -hmm. um, that's the whole premise of why I started this. And there was a reason why I was going with this. And now I don't remember what it was. It was just like right there. <laughs> it's just like, what was it? There was something, it was a good, it was a good thing. And now I don't, Oh my gosh, squirrel. Sorry, I, guys. you know, I, I just saw the aliens in the background zap your brain. So, like, you remember, you remember uh, Men in Black? Did you ever see the I movie saw Men, Men in, in Black. Black? Yes. So I think you just got zapped. Like you just stumbled. Your brain just stumbled into such extraordinary territory We're that the government had to blank your mind for just a moment, so you didn't stumble into that little area of brilliance. Oh my gosh! Like the government that... just stole your smartest <laughs> idea ever, Dorothy. Those a-holes. Oh, right. Okay. So here's where I was going with this. Okay. So I figured if Joe Rogan can make $60 million on his podcast. There you go. 
60 million dollars a year my friend talk about it talking about about smut and shit and sex and drugs and rock and roll why can't why can't our show do better right like why 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 can't our show make even a third of that do you want to know Yes. Do you want to talk about it? Let's yes, explore let's it. Talk do you, about this. What is our time limit? And let's let that We've be our primary. We've got another primary. 15, well, 15 minutes. All right. Let's make this our kind of final thing then. Okay. Because I think thing. it's worthwhile of like, let's brainstorm for a moment and jump in, Carrie or others, if yes. you have a, like a take on how we should make more money. Um, but most importantly, like why his show is successful and ours isn't. Like, let's just get down to brass tacks. If you're going to compare your show to Joe Rogan's, let's break down that comparison because I would tell you as a facilitator of success, I hope roughly, is that I would never want you to think that that's your competition because you're going to be defeated before you ever walk out the door. So to think that Joe Rogan's $60 million is even remotely achievable in podcasting only, completely false narrative. You that would be like you'd have to get struck by lightning, win a lottery, and get bit by a shark in the same day before you would potentially be able to hit a home run with RSS feed only, for instance, or your basic talk show. I mean, he doesn't do a basic talk show. So let's talk about some of the elements that are different between our shows and Joe's show. Have you watched enough to understand what they do? So I tried to listen to his podcast. Have you ever watched it? I have not watched it. It's better. It's better when you can see them. Because they're humanized that way. It's easier to dehumanize them. Four hours, though. And seriously, I couldn't get past the 15 minutes that I was listening to it because all they talked about is BJ's. It's definitely biased heavily towards men. And I would say that of all the things that I really don't, I mean, I don't watch Joe Rogan very much, but earlier in my creator career, I did follow him because I wanted to understand what he was doing. And I heard he was a good interviewer and I watched some of his interviewers and as an strictly as an interviewer, he is one of the best. That's why his show is better than ours is because out of the gate before he even has like a leg up because he had money before he started his podcast and he was friends with Dave Chappelle before he started his podcast he was friends with Bill Burr before he started his podcast. You know, he had all of the leverage in the world where we don't. But dude is also, I think he's honed his craft. And if you watch his interviews, he's interviewing. He's facilitating a dialogue with one, primarily with one other person like this for three to four hours. And it keeps most people entertained. You may not have liked it, but think about how many people he would have to be bringing in in order to command that kind of money. Like, think mm-hmm. about how good his engagement and downloads must be. Right. And he's also been doing it for 10 years. Yes. And the interesting part about Joe's show is it's probably a good comparison because it's a talk show. If you break down what this is, if you break down what a podcast usually is, if you break down what Joe does, it's a talk show. It's Oprah, but on YouTube. Mm-hmm in my opinion. So I think when you assess yourself against those, just understand the water you're playing in and don't try to play in that water because it's, 
it's tough. You have to be a really good interviewer. I mean, I know really good interviewers because some of them taught me how to interview. And I'm very fortunate to have that knowledge. It's why I love asking questions. That's why I'm always in control because I just love questions. So I keep people on their toes. But that's power. And that's and he is very good at that. And he does it while he's getting baked. He makes them comfortable enough. So you think that it's smart, but he's also just allowing people to talk about what people talk about behind closed doors. Exactly. Exactly. And so I think the fact that it brings it out into the light is actually very helpful because for me as kind of a studier of humans, it's good to know that those behaviors exist. And it's also good to see a four hour conversation with those humans, too, because you get to know more than just whatever the effing headline is about them. I think that we all learned that Elon was maybe not as good of a guy as we thought he was on that show. I don't even remember why, but I do remember his reputation starting to take a hit after that. And then there's other people who have made their careers talking to him. So I don't know. I just I think there's different ways you can appreciate a show for its success. Exactly. And I mean, kudos to him. But like you said, he was already successful before he started. And that's, you know, that has definitely given him a leg up. But I'm thinking in terms of content, you know, like here we are in 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 terms of I'm not do you say think our quality? Good. Do you think our quality keeps up with his quality? Well, would you guess from from like what, what our video quality? Oh, his what our video quality? His is probably obviously way way better. I mean, he's probably got millions of dollars of investment in it. How, how about his audio? I'm sure way better. Yeah, or I mean, right out right out of the gate. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. His, his equipment's way ten a thousand times better than anything I have. I, I will give you. And he's got backups for when Andy's got help. He's got people that bring up links for him, people that engage, people that build his community, people that run promos. Right. And he just shows up and he's himself. And you don't have to love that to also kind of appreciate that he is doing what a lot of us would love to do, which is sit around and talk to cool people, smoke mm-hmm. cigars occasionally smoke some weed like that's the dream right to like drink whiskey with cool guy like in his case it, it's so heavily skewed towards men that it's really unfortunate that there's not a that i'm aware of there's not a competing force although there's probably some people who are close but i think it's cool man i, I don't have to love everything he agrees with you know what i'm saying to also appreciate that his 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 formatting is really what makes his show successful he integrates links. He integrates their personal life because they know they're going to be exposed to drugs and cursy words. They immediately have to lower their guard a little bit, mm-hmm. which is really good for interviewing to make people really uncomfortable. And un- like, as soon as you jar somebody, like immediately you have the edge on getting the best content. Mm-hmm. Like if I make you uncomfortable, I can get you to do anything I want on live. Mm. True. And he, he knows how to do that. And it's a very good skill to, to know as an interviewer as to how to always harangue things back in your favor if you need to. Mm-hmm. Like, I had a lot of training in it. So maybe that's a good question. So ask me a question about, like, facilitation. I facilitated um, 
like high level hiring meetings with like CFOs, four CFOs. I've talked to multinationals. Johnson and Johnson was a client we worked with. I wasn't like fully responsible for that one, but um, I was fully well, so responsible. That's you said Johnson and Johnson. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I worked with manufacturing. This is when I was doing business consulting. So we did like organizational health reports. Like we tested the waters of how people felt towards the company, um, how the company felt towards the people, what sort of personality profiles they had. We basically took like a, a really big view on a human being and then put it in teams and then put it in groups and departments and organizations and broke that down into an assessment of where we thought they should go next. It's really, it's basically like fine tuning. If you could imagine it like an engine it's yeah. not the piecing of it together, although we did that too, and it's really fun. Mm -hmm. But a lot of it was fine-tuning existing engines. Um, so if you have any questions on like supercharging a type of company, that's something I'm pretty comfortable with. So awesome. sling them my way. I will. Yeah. So what 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 do you think people are actually looking for when people are tuning in to a podcast or a show or something like that? To be entertained. That's what i've learned i don't think we should overthink it sometimes i think whatever the type of viewer is that you're entertaining it still remains true that it needs to be entertaining to that person because right. if it becomes no longer worth their time then that so i would say um keep in mind that your audience is you and so if you are the kind of person who gets bored with white noise if you're the kind of person who gets bored watching people have a zoom meeting if you're the kind of person you, you know, like if you like Tom Cruise and Mission Impossible, this is not your speed, probably. Mm -hmm. So I think knowing the type of setting that you're in is really important. Jimmy's taught me that. Right. Um, Mr. Beast. But it's also it makes sense. We, if we watch a movie we don't like because it's not the quality that we expect, we would walk out. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so if people are paying for a product, whether that be a sponsorship with your show or for a Patreon account or for whatever you're trying to, you know, sell, mm -hmm. um, you gotta really, uh, you gotta really work early to provide good quality stuff. And it's unlikely that your content is going to be that thing that's high quality early on. So you have to be a very high quality business person, whether you're podcasting or YouTubing or actually starting a business, the best thing you can be is a good business person, not a good content creator. Your content is your vehicle, not your focus. Because you'll never, I mean, like the chances, the likelihood of you making a lot of money on content, unless you have an in, is so unlikely. You know, that's why I was so interested in becoming friends with that group of people in YouTube is because I thought, God, what a great side stream, but it's never going to make me my revenue. I, I will never count on ad revenue and my media sources to pay my bills. I hope they pay for themselves and provide a wonderful service to the world and mm -hmm. that hopefully I can make enough money to continue reinvesting. I want to make a lot of money with my consulting services. I want to make a lot of money building shows for people. I want to make a lot of money brainstorming with people because I love that. I love making businesses and shows and create. I love creating stuff. So I want to make money creating stuff and <laughs> everything else I basically want to give away. But that's but that's why he is friends with me because I'm gonna teach him how not to give your stuff away <laughs> for free. Because we don't want any more broke creators. So how would you uh, how would you tell me to prepare for our next lesson as we get ready to wrap? As so we get ready client, to 
coach client me a little bit here because I want you to flex on me a little bit, flex on the people to what should we, what should I do my homework on? What should I be doing between now and the next time we talk, whenever that is to help me be better at that? First of all, I want you to write a list of your weaknesses and a list of your okay. strengths. Okay. And then we're going to find out, you know, like what, what is your biggest, what is your biggest um, block and asking for the money, you know, asking for that client to say, Hey, this is the product that you should, that you should get into. How does the strengths and weaknesses pull me back to there? So, uh, so your, your strength, your strength in your business and your weaknesses in your business. And I know, well, oh, we, in the business. That in makes the business. sense. I'm with you. Yes. And in you. the business. And so then we're going to say, okay, so what, like, what, what is it that's going inside of you? That's like, wait a minute. I, I, I can't ask for money for that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the truth is I know a lot of the answers. We can talk about it sometime. That's why I want homework because I need to get better at it. But I know uh, a lot of my hangups with it is because I make friends with people like you and I don't want to ask you for money. <laughs> you know? like, that's what happens is you meet creators that you like who are equally as hustling as you and you don't want to ask them for money. And so I'm not like constipated about the issue. I would say the phase I'm at with my understanding of it is that now I'm actually in a position to meet people who will willingly not be my friends because they're like more elite business right. people, let's right. say, or entertainment people. So they're not going to be interested in like the lovey dovey, they're transactional humans. So it's actually a really good environment to try to operate in. And I'm sort of, uh, building up some muscle and excitement, but also some confidence around getting ready for that transition to not be friends with everybody and to also be ready to be transactional with people. Right. Um, and, and get that list. I know last time we talked, you were getting a list together of your products oh, and services so that you, oh, this is the year of collaboration, right? Close, everybody like close. seriously. So yeah. having that list ready. So when you are talking to somebody like me, who networks like crazy, you can say, Hey, okay, boom. And that's how affiliate marketing is born friends. <laughs> yeah, it is. And when it's with your friends, it makes it even easier because like for, for us, for you and I, I feel like we could probably add swap with each other and just call it good. Or we could talk about what it would look like. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to things like you're talking about and cross promoting each other, that's the best thing we can do for creators is not look at each other is competition. Everything has got to be an opportunity for you to lift the other person and then ask that person to lift you back. Like tell that person hard things and then ask that person to say hard things back to you because then you can raise the level of not the industry because the multinationals will always set that pace right. with technology. But I think what you can do is provide a way better, more personalized, more human, more creative, more on top of things when it comes to people stuff. And so that will be your strength as you go forward. So, um, like, just keep throwing down on human things is really like the advice of 2023. Like you said, collaboration. Don't look at people as, as look at them as connections. Mm -hmm. Connections, yes. Well, you know, and yeah, that's all. I mean. Connections and I when I 
was doing my meditation and brainstorming when this year first started, definitely the word that I kept on getting was collaboration. We can go further together. Uh, totally, 100%, you know, and um, sometimes I can talk all day about your, about you and have a hard time talking about myself. Uh, but, you know, and so it's easier for me to say, hey, you know, this, there's this amazing creator out there in California that I think you should be and, you know, and things like that. So, you know, and, and same with you, like you're, I had no idea that you were, since you were on our show that you said that you had an idea for me and I'm just like, okay, I didn't even know you thought of me after the show really so yeah it's it's definitely a communication thing i need to get better at when i meet people my instinct is that i want to serve like i want to find a way to collaborate and i know that the only way for me to do that early in my game is to exchange or offer something that's so valuable that another human is willing to pay me money for and that's a high threshold when uh, mm -hmm. finances are tight so um, I really appreciate everything that you do for me, everything you've done for my friends and bringing them into our world, even though it's like hobbled a little bit occasionally, but that's okay. It's like, it's okay. that's the nature of the beast. It's been like a month. So yes, um, exactly. I'm super duper stoked about everything that's going well for you with your streaming channel and uh, everything that we're going to create that's going to be nuts together. You Absolutely. still need to get for your big product ready for for whenever we talk next, I want to know like your biggest ticket item, the full Dorothy package. But I think you're doing a great job and you help people the right way. And the whole world is uh, indebted to your media coverage. So your content, when you want to compare yourself to the big dogs, it's not, it's not the content of your character that it is, but maybe like how you do it, mm -hmm. but it's not the message. So keep going. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you, Trevor, and thank you to all of our guests in the comments uh, for joining us tonight. And one last sponsorship here. Uh, don't forget the second annual Don Gray Memorial Fun Classic, August 19th. We are still looking for golfers, and we are still looking for whole sponsors, prize sponsors, and our title sponsor, of course. Um, so if you are interested, if you know of anybody who is either a cancer patient, has gone through cancer, died of cancer, or uh, you are a caregiver for somebody of cancer and uh, you would really love to be part of this. We would love to have you. It is in Tilbury, Ontario. Uh, again, little hick town on the speck of the map, but we are putting Tilbury on the map uh, and all proceeds will go to the peer, uh, Chatham Kent Peer Cancer Support Group um, of which, um, I, I do occasionally go to those, uh, to those events as well. Um, so it's a great way for anybody who's in the cancer space to really um, get the help that they need and just be there for each other. So with that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you for doing that stuff. Well, it means a lot to people. I know it does. Um, yeah. I, was, I, I, it's my pleasure, you know. Um, I've lost several people to cancer, my dad being the last one. And it's just, it sucks. It's a disease that needs to die itself. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> you know, this is our second year, maybe by our fourth or fifth year, we can have a cure and pay for the damn cure. That would be amazing. Right. And then we'd have people like, um, big pharma on our ass. But anyways, that's a whole other story. <laughs> Can I poke a quick thing your way just sure. as a, a transfer of knowledge and it might as well be live. So sure. 
transfer of knowledge related to your golf tourney and the money because it's important. Are you aware of what just happened in golf? Like, are you a sports follower enough to know that golf just got bought by the Saudi Arabian government or something? No, I did not know that. I just know that a Canadian actually won the uh, tournament for the first time in 70 some odd years. Very nice, Canada. Way to step up to the green. (laughs) (laughs) Punt intended. So punt intended, Pat McAfee is the best sports show in the whole world. I have a couple sports shows that I like because of their format as much as their content. So Pat McAfee, if you are trying to become a top-notch talk show, watch Pat McAfee. If you don't like football, that's your business. But in terms of the structure and the makeup and the outline and the fun and the natural, it's got cursey words. They talk about hard stuff, but they're really, really good dudes, and they do content well, and they set a really high bar for what we need to build as their competition. You know, not that they would be our competition, but... They set the they just reset the standard with how they do it, kind of like uh, Rogan did before. They're better than Rogan um, by a long shot in terms of their format. So check them out. Um, but I learned that the Saudi government that have a lot of oil money. Mm. So they have an immense amount of money. And this is quote from Pat McAfee show. Allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, they got bored with buying yachts and sex and drugs and ferraris so they decided to buy athletes and they decided to buy the best american athletes that they could do and also geopolitically have it work out so they picked the sport that had the most holes in its model which is golf Mm -hmm. so they created a separate golf league they paid some of the players you know 15 times what they were getting from the pga like wow. mounds of many, many, many millions of dollars where the PGA is like notorious for underpaying. Mm-hmm. And so they just paid people money. And there was like all this controversy around it. And what ended up happening is the government or the people that represented their side paid like $10 billion or a billion dollars or some obscene number to buy or to collaborate. I don't know what the relationship is, but basically to take over the entire golf market right wow and the relevance to you is that a there's a lot of change so anytime you see an industry that's in flux is an opportunity for you as a business person to get involved in it because people are running around wondering what to do and you can come in as an outsider with whatever expertise you have and provide some foundation for them while they're going through a lot of chaos it's an opportunity to make a really good connection that otherwise you'd miss because they'd be so caught up in process and red tape and procedure. So anytime you see a market that seems like it's going like this, jump, jump into it. And that would be one that right now is, is the golf market because of what's going on. So you should start potentially even a damn show dedicated to this memorial because it potentially would get more hits. Like I think you'd get good watches. I think if you dug into the story a little bit, you probably, we could probably find some, people that have money because now all these golfers are getting an injection of money they never had before. Hmm. It's a great time to make business partners in golf. I think right now from a financial standpoint, I don't know if ethically it's the right thing. Cause I don't know enough about what's going on beyond the borders, but I, I thank you for letting me tell the story, <laughs> but I want you to know that I think that you might be in a good place with your golf tournament. If we can get you in touch with the right piece people because they're throwing money around right now like the saudi government might fund your whole thing who knows 
The Saudi Give government. Give me a DM. Watch this. <laughs> the the Saudi government funds a Canadian who dedicates her time to American veterans. <laughs> what a story. <laughs> you just need a Pakistani uh, translator for the whole gig. Yes. <laughs> Trevor is involved together. with the fact that I help American veterans. Like he is like. I think it's amazing. He's well, just like, I can't believe it. Like, mind blown that I help American veterans. <laughs> I just think it's it's super cool that you saw it. It's what makes you a good entrepreneur if you keep that edge. But it's hard to keep that edge. So keep that edge because when you saw the opportunity, you just went for it. It's not like you set out to. We've talked about it. You didn't set out to do that necessarily. It just happened. Yeah. So being able to recognize opportunity and commit to it's a big deal as an entrepreneur. So keep keep on doing it. But I think that golf and money baby like go 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 get you some dirty oil money somebody's gonna get it why not dorothy that's your question about the joe rogan shit is you have to be willing to ask for the dirty money early on potentially and know where your boundaries are at least know where your boundaries are and set them mm -hmm. and if yes. it's enough money i don't know your veterans you might want to talk to your veterans before you got heavily involved in that just as a consideration but I think it would be worth looking into having a golf partner for your golf event, even if it's like a triple A low level local regional golfer. I bet that there's more money there right now. So find you a couple of golfers. Maybe we could put together a golf team, dude. There we go. Like people in different regions. We could just like try to find not like uh, run somebody dry. Like we could look in the Northeast and the centrals and wherever you want to look. Well, anybody who wants to come to Tilbury, Ontario is more than welcome. We would love to have you. <laughs> no, we need to get a, a partner. Well, yeah. A partner. golf partner. Yeah. No, to like come on a screen with you and promote it. Well, yes. And um, my Roku and guy, my Roku guy actually makes golf clubs for, oh. made golf clubs for the PGA. Are we, are we taking advantage of this connection yet? I am... On Get after it. Talks with the guy. Yes. If you want me there to negotiate, I am not a. F I will get him. So you <gasps> just let me know if you need a hand because that is fun for me. Perfect. But I, I, thanks for letting me go overtime. Um, everybody should support you if they're watching this in the future for any reason. At least research what Dorothy does. Make a decision for yourself. But I'm here to endorse what Dorothy does, which is help people and focuses enough on herself to get by which is what we should all do and she has great stories of how she does that and she shares it and she's vulnerable and she helps u.s veterans like a weirdo and she's gonna help canadian veterans as soon as somebody gives her enough fucking money to do it so like i don't have any but like let's get dorothy some fucking money so she can support her home home troops too you know amen, um, amen thank that. you for all that you do clap to you I don't have my coffee mug anymore. I left it outside, but cheers to you. Uh, thank well, you. Thank you so much, my friend. And thank you so much for your endorsement. That means a lot. And guys, uh, thank you for joining us and be unstoppable in all that you do. And same time, same channel next week. Bye for now.